Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 340 for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you having the best day ever, the best week ever, the best month ever? Are you just crushing life? Man, I hope you are. But I am, I'm still figuring it out. This is the One Man Podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time uh, listening, it is me. Comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, and everything in between. And this week, I'm going to be telling you guys about an event I did called Corks and Forks out in Orleans. I was a repping a, uh, a booze brand. And what did I do? I'll, I'll tell you all about that. It was it was good. I met a lot of different vendors and things like that. I had a really good time that I, I also... Man, I brought my car in for service. That sucked, but I'll tell you about that. I'm working on a list of events for things going on, you know, going forward. I booked another gig, a corporate for the holiday season, and I ordered some new business cards. Huh? I wasn't even out of the old ones. I've watched some stuff. I went out with some friends, you know, and I, and I can explain uh, this podcast, even though if you're listening to it sometime later, you're like, oh man, I didn't even notice, but I am quite late recording this, but I've got a few episodes that I'm going to be recording today and dropping them all, but I've been making all the notes have been made. I, I did those all in order. And I'll tell you guys why. So I may as well start with that. As I was getting ready to post the last episode, GarageBand, the program that I use to record my podcast, wouldn't open. And so I remember recording during the day. I was, you know, I, I really, it's been some time now, so I can't quite remember. Something happened. I had to go to work or I had to go do something. And I'm like, hey, look, the hard part, the hour of talking has been recorded. I'm just going to finish that up later. All I have to do is upload it, fix it in the the, the post-production stuff and, and we'll get going from there. It'll be easy, muffudge and peasy, right? Wrong. Very, very wrong. In fact, I, I tried to, I think it was something like, it was like, I got home from a gig or something. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, all I got to do is just upload it. Like I said before, but when I went to open GarageBand, the, the program that I used to edit the podcast, right? Cut out little, you know, just trim the beginning and put all that opening promo stuff on tried to open it and it just froze on the little like icon that appears in the middle of the screen. It just froze and wouldn't, wouldn't open the program. Right. So it's, you know, start, so I, I, you know, forced quit, started again, same screen, you know, just popped up. There was one time where it said something different, but essentially with like, it would fly through all that wording. You can't even read it. So quick it shows that it's doing something that it just hits. And I think that the wording I got was like, you know, audio calibration, you know, you know, opening all the audio calibrator or something along the lines where it was, it was very similar, something about a file library or something like that. So took to Google, 
right? As, as one does, or at least as one who wants to be productive does, I took to Google and I tried to see what the issue was and it started talking about like drivers and all sorts of different things like that. I'm not a very techie guy. So again, if it's your first time listening to my podcast, maybe you met me after a show and I told you about this, you'd look at me and go, this guy, you know, he looks like he lives in front of a computer. Well, sadly I don't, and I don't know that much about them. So I'm, I'm going through every, every step that these things are telling me and it's not working. I'm, I'm trying to rephrase my search on Google so that I can, you know, say effectively to myself that like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm telling it what's going on, right? Like some people are like, Oh, I can't get garage band to open on my, you know, PC or something. And it's like, well, it's not a, a PC issue that I'm having. It's, you know, it's not opening on my, <laughs> it's not like it's, it's, it's not opening on my Mac, right? It's a garage band program. Anyways, long story short was like Googling this, Googling that, Googling this, Googling that, finding all these different things to the point where I'm entering like, like commands into like a terminal, you know what I mean? Where it's like giving you like what looks like DOS and you're entering commands into it and telling it, boom, delete drivers and da, da, and all these different things, delete this a library. And all of this is taking time. I'm doing this on my laptop. I've been, I've worked off of a laptop for probably the last close to 15 years and it's worked, you know, it's difficult at times because you've got, you know, a small screen and I'm trying to like, you know, when I'm sending emails and stuff, I'm trying to close, close the, the email that I'm writing window so I can pull someone else's email out of something to add to the CCs. You know what I mean? Like things, people are not in my contacts because they're essentially somebody I've worked with, you know, I'm working with them there for the first time on this gig. And then I've got to, you know, message their accounting department, their, their direct, like it's, it's just, it's a lot of like minimizing windows, opening it up. And then I'm trying to type something. I got to look at the calendar and I'm closing and opening, closing and opening. And you know, you get it done, but it's, it's, working off of a small screen. And for, for a, f a few times in the last few years, I've been like, I need to get like some sort of desktop situation. Originally I looked at maybe just buying monitors to connect to my laptop, but the laptop's been running a little bit slower. It's not horrific. It still works, but it just, at times it will run slow. And it's because I'm running stuff like Photoshop and then GarageBand and then iMovie. Like I'm running a lot of, of editing stuff all on a, on a small laptop. So it's a MacBook, but I think that it's, it's just, it's aging. Like we all are, we all get a little bit slower as we age. Hey, it's part of life, whether it be a you know, organic or cybernetic, but I digress. So I, I got to the point where like finally sometime around three o'clock in the morning, I found something that said like, Hey, if you've already, I actually found it earlier and it didn't work, but for whatever reason it worked the second time. Cause I was at the point where I was like, all right, this podcast is not getting out. So finally it was saying like, if you already have a garage band file, you know, that you can click on, it should open up into garage band. So like I said, I had seen that earlier, tried it and it hadn't worked, but I just, I figured, okay, fuck it. Try again. And I clicked on the file again. This was almost like apathetically, like I'm just clicking on, it's not going to work. And it opened up the file. So it got me into garage band. However, that's like super volatile because I don't have, you know, I don't usually save GarageBand files. Like the only reason I saved the file is because I was able to put like the intro, the voice things, then the intro music all in one thing. And that way I just didn't have to drop them, drag and drop them in every time. That's the only reason I had that saved. Every single time I finish editing and, you know, putting the music in or whatever, I just, I export it as audio file that I can throw into Auphonic, which, which scrubs and cleans it up. So I don't save the GarageBand file. I just use GarageBand to export to a different thing once it's edited. 
So I was lucky that I had at some point just made that one GarageBand file with those other little clips together just to save me a step. Had I not had that, I wouldn't be able to open it. So I'm not sure if at this point in my past, <laughs> looking over my notes, I had actually pulled the trigger on this, this particular particular thing. So I'll save it for the next episode. But the last episode was delayed almost to the point where it's like, all right, like I don't I don't know what to do. And then since then I've been updating just I've not had to go back to it since. So fascinating little thing with with GarageBand was that like I I spent hours and hours just trying to be able to, you know, open open software, let alone like things crash or just just wouldn't work. So that was that was quite troubling and a bit of a like right now with everything else that's going on, I don't want to have to go out and buy, you know, a new a new computer. So as I mentioned in the past, I've thought about plugging, you know, a monitor into my laptop and having more screens when I'm doing graphic design and editing and things like that. And it always just ended up being like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe another time. I don't think I need to go spend hundreds of dollars on just a second monitor. But having said that, let's move on to a couple other little things that, uh, that I can mention to you guys that I enjoyed before we get to the, the, the meat and potatoes, the biggest part of the week, which was my, my event for corks and forks. That was, I, I had an absolute blast with that. So for what it's worth for what it's worth. Is that a thing to say? I booked, I booked a casino gig, not a huge one. It was actually, it's an event that is going to be for the VIP clients. So the people who spend a ton of money at the casino, they want to give them these little thank you things or, or at least create events that are, are exclusive to them. So they reached out to absolute comedy and said like, Hey, we want to do an event for our our VIPs. And so Jason booked myself as the host and a good friend of mine, Julian Dion, who for some time I've been meaning to try to do a bonus episode with an interview and, uh, and our schedules just don't link up. Right. And then you get busy for a while and you just forget. So it's been backburnered for a while, but, uh, but Julian Dion and I will be doing a, a show later on in November for the VIPs at the Rideau Carlton Raceway, which is conveniently located just maybe two minutes up the road from where I live. So like I leave my little, you know, I don't want to say gated community because it's so not, but my little suburb community, I turn left and the next set of lights is, is the, the entrance into the, the casino. So, Hey, Hey, the only thing is I'll be doing the Santa Claus gig that day. So I'll actually have to like be flying from downtown. So the, the, the one convenient aspect of it being next, I'll actually be pretty fucking far from it, but it was, it was nice in theory that I'd be doing something so close to home. The good news is as soon as I leave, I'll be a two minute drive from home. So if it's, if the show doesn't go well, I won't be, uh, I won't be licking my, my wounds on that long drive home <laughs> that, that often people do. So let's, let's talk about some other stuff. What are you, what are you going to do? So I, I was poking around on the founders card thing, which is I, if I'm not mistaken, I still have the links in the notes founders card. Awesome thing. If you've never heard of it, it gets you instant status with certain hotels and, and rental car companies and airlines and all sorts of different stuff, <clears throat> excuse me. And one of the things I was, I was poking around on the other day because I, I made use of it when I went to Vegas and, and on my numerous trips to Vegas, I've made use of my, my status with my founders card. However, I haven't looked at all the other stuff that it has to offer. And I do make use of my square terminal when I sell things. So I'd really recommend anyone who doesn't have one. It's a free account that you can make with square. So I'm sure most people have, you know, been somewhere where, you know, Hey, do you take, do you take card? And they're like, yeah. And they'll pull out a little square tap pad or an app or something like that, where they use the square service. Anyone can use it. So even if you're someone who's like, Hey, I, you know, want to have a garage sale or whatever, and I'd like to be able to take payments. You can take payments via Square. Like it's it's you sign up for it. I believe there's service. There are certain things that they have where you can pay for service, but for the most part, you can just take payments, like no no charge for the service, and they take you know a couple percentage of of the sale. 
So again, like if you're having a garage sale or you're doing a farmer's market or you're trying to, you know, sell something where the person doesn't have cash and, you know, if it's going to be, you know, if it's going to be a sizable amount, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to trust that the e-transfer is going to come through or something. You want to do more of of an instant payment method. You can use Square. Square has a variety of, of processing terminal options. So for example, when it first came out, it would have just like a little the reason I called it squares would have this little square accessory that you would plug into the, you know, a headphone jack of your phone. And then it, it just literally had the ability to swipe a card through it. So you could run a card that way. Square also had the ability to do a manual payment where you enter in the card details manually. But of course, these days, you know, if, if someone hands you their card and you're typing it in on your phone, you know, it just, it looks, it, I mean, people are getting more and more comfortable with square, but of course, when it first launched, you know, here, hand me your card. I'm just going to type your credit card information into your phone. Just a little bit, you know, people more apprehensive to that, right? So the first thing they launched was the little square reader, right? That plugs into your phone. Then they had like the terminal where you'd essentially put an iPad in to the terminal, right? You plug, like clip it in like it was a giant phone case and then underneath it had a swipe thing. So that gives people more confidence when you're, you know, you've got a, a terminal set up and you're swiping the card. Then they put out other ones like tap pads. Once they introduced tap as an option, they put the little tap pads out and then you can tap your, it's essentially just a square sitting on the table. You tap on that and then that processes the payment through your phone. Now they have like everything from like, I have a handheld terminal with square now that I can use to process payments and it'll even print receipts out. And you can even buy full fledged like screen terminals for your store that'll spin around. They can tap it right on the screen. All your stuff is under there. It's not even your iPad's not even inserted anymore. You're essentially buying the whole terminal from square, but it, it gives, to be honest with you, from a merchant standpoint, if you own a restaurant and you're using square, I don't know what the advantage would be to having that versus the standard POS systems that they set up. I don't know if it's because everything's in one place and it makes it easier, but I know that the percentage that they take and stuff like that is, is higher than, than what the terminals, like a a standard chase point of sale terminal would take and some other ones. So again, I mean, it, it, to, to each his own and, and weigh those options out for yourself. But I digress the, the whole point is that with, um, with square, they take a a certain amount of like a certain percentage of each sale. However, if you sign up, you know, if somebody refers you, they will take your first thousand dollars of processing, no fee, right? So if you're just using it to, you know, use it a garage sale or something so that someone can, can buy something from you if they don't have cash, if you get referred by somebody, your first thousand dollars of, of processing, you don't pay the, the fee on. And I think that's good for like a year or whatever. Circling back to the founder's card, the reason I, uh, I'm mentioning it is that one of the benefits of the founder's card was I think that they gave me my first 10,000 or first $20,000 in processing fees free, because of course the founder's card is supposed to be for, for business owners, right? So, you know, maybe $10,000 of processing is not, is not so big for a business. Whereas somebody for me who's selling, you know, 60 to a hundred dollars in sales a night after shows a few times a year, you know, that's going to take me a while to go through. And I also don't know if there's expiration on that, but that's just another thing. That's a benefit of the, what do you call it? The, uh, the founder's card. So if I'm, if I'm, you know, $10,000 at like 3%, that, that, that in and of itself would, would balance out the price of the card. So there's a lot of benefits to the founder's card. Again, link is in the description. If you wanted to sign up for one yourself, shitloads of benefits. But one of the other things that I found was this company, I think they're called Moo or something like that, but it was for like, you know, business, business needs and they do business cards and stuff like that. So on the box, all it says is Moo. I'm holding it right now. And they're like hundred percent recyclable 
all sorts of like great, great benefits, whatever. But I've been in need of, uh, well, that's not true, guys. I try not to lie to you. I don't need new business cards. The ones that I have, I'm feeling a little kind of like, they're just kind of like, blah. And I'm like, it's been a hot minute. And I've, I've been doing events and stuff lately where people are asking me for business cards. And not only do I forget them in the car all the time, but I just don't, I just don't give them out. And so I'm like, I, now that I'm doing some more and more events and people are saying, Hey, do you have a business card? I'm like, I think I want something back like my original ones before I got the new logos made and everything that have a little bit more of a wow factor to them. And so I was just poking around the moose site. I'm like, there's a big discount for founders, you know, members. And I, and I ordered some new, new business cards. So I ordered some new cards for the podcast and I ordered some new cards for just Josh Williams comedy, which have a lot of blank space on the old ones. But these ones, these new ones are kind of like little rec, like half size business card. If you took your regular business card and you sliced it in half horizontally. So it's just, you know, it's about four times as long as it is high very small, they're thick, but when you hand somebody to that, all the, all the info they need is, is essentially on it, which is just, you know, my name, my email address and the website. So easy peasy. And they, they got a nice look to them. So I, I ordered them up. I received them. I'm very, very happy to, uh, to have them, but that was a, a cool little benefit of the founder's card was getting these guys at a discount. And honestly, once I go through them, I will order them again. Was that worth talking about for several minutes? I think I talked more about Square and the value of it, but guys, I really can't recommend Square enough. Like I said, even you don't have to have a business to to make use of it. Just sometimes you need to be able to take a payment where, you know what I mean? You need to take a payment where someone doesn't have cash. They maybe don't have e-transfer or, or maybe they're just broke. Like you can only send an e-transfer when you have cash in your account. If you're broke and you need to use your credit card, like you got no option. So having, having square just on your terminal, if you need to take a, you know, on your phone, like an app, you open up, you punch in what the, the, it owes. You can even manly manually enter in the card number. So again, if it's like a friend or somebody, you're like, you know, Hey, have you heard of square? You can just process a payment on your phone. And again, like, sure, let's say you're, it's a hundred dollar payment and you're losing three bucks. But again, if the alternative was to not get the money, you know, it's, it's good, good to have that option. And if you do decide you want to do that, send an email contact at one man I will happily send you a link to it and you'll get your first thousand dollars of transactions with no fees. So you get to keep all your money anyways, you know, and if you have any questions about how to use it, I will answer them to the best of my ability. But that email address again is contact at one man And I will happily answer it for you. So yeah, that ordered my business cards, got them uh, relatively quickly. I was very, very happy with them. I started watching I started watching Stutz on Netflix. That's like Jonah Hill is sitting down with his therapist and he's, he's talking to him. I started watching that because I had to go get some work done in my car. And I'll tell you about that shortly. Very, very fascinating stuff. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta, gotta get some car work done. I'm like, I should, I should download some stuff on Netflix and you never know how long it's going to be. So I'm like, rather than downloading like just three shows that I'm watching and barely make a dent, I'm like, why don't I try to bang out maybe one or two of the things on my, uh, on my Netflix list. So I downloaded Stutz. It's black and white documentary. I got like a good 40 minutes into it. And I really enjoyed, really enjoyed what I saw. You could see that Jonah Hill tries to get like pretty vulnerable in, uh, in certain aspects of the movie, but I haven't finished it yet. So I can't really, can't really comment on it, but it was one that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I think I started a long time ago, got to watch like five or 10 minutes of it. I got a good 40, 45 minutes into it. And I'm really looking forward to, to completing it. I just, at the moment, I need to find the time to do that. but. It was good, man. If you like psychology and you like documentaries, it was really, really, really interesting. And I really hope it ends as strong as it's sort of building, but Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's going to still be there for a while, but I can't see why they take it away. I believe it's that they're Netflix original. So 
Yeah, man, banging through some boring stuff. I got to have breakfast with my buddy, Richard and Tasha, Richard, whom I disagree with and uh, often argue with on, on issues, but Richard's a great dude. I love Richard very, very much. It was nice. Normally Rich and I will go for breakfast, but I went with my friend Tasha, who's co-hosted the the podcast with me before. It was great to see her. We just went for like an early breakfast. You know, I think I had stuff to do. She had stuff to do. And uh, it was nice. I was almost like, you know, it'd be nice to make this like a regular Monday thing. I want to have breakfast. Of course, I, I decided to do that right before, you know, I'm thinking like, Hey, we should do this. I decided to do that right before, you know, the going into the Santa season where I'll be at the mall, like 9am, you know, every single day. So going for breakfast weekdays is almost out of the question, but that's not a thing that we have to worry about now because I got to see them. I got to have uh, some nice conversations. So I caught up with my friends and it is something that I'm hoping that we can do maybe going forward. Maybe start, I start the new year in absolute comedy in Toronto. So even after like the hecticness of Chris is hecticness word, the, the, the hectic feel time of Christmas is over. Hopefully we'll be able to, you know, make it a more of a regular thing as long like Monday mornings are not particularly busy for me. And I think that uh, Tasha is a business owner and, and as is Richard. So, you know, assuming everybody's in town, but it's also the kind of thing that like, you know, Hey, if one of us isn't available one week, they, you know, the other two are still able to meet up. <laughs> you know, it's actually just right. As I was saying that pop in my head, I'm like, it sounds like stuff old people do. You know what I mean? Like those old people breakfast groups. And I'm like, is that, is that what's happening? I'm 40 now. So like all of a sudden I'm just part of this breakfast group. Where over time, we'll just add more and more people. Oh yeah, we all made for breakfast. And, you know, then one day we're sitting there crying into our coffee because, you know, this week, Stuart got it. Stuart died. Never see Stuart at breakfast anymore. God, is that what old people do? This, this is heartbreaking just thinking of it. I might have to, I might have to squash this breakfast thing early before, uh, <laughs> before it becomes a thing. Anyways, no, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. Nobody's dying yet. May it be me. Fuck. I'll be the first one to die. The breakfast club. I also, something I just wrote down here, like I'm going through the old notes because I wrote a lot of stuff down at the time and I tested, it's not very clear on, on Podbean's website, but I tested ad insertion. There was one company that was like, we want to advertise in your podcast. So I was like, I clicked, I gave it permission. I said that they could advertise at the beginning of the podcast. Like I, I picked where, you know, where it was okay to advertise. And then it was like apply. And they're like, it may take up to 24 hours. And I never got, never, never saw anything. I haven't even checked myself, but I believe it would have been on the previous episode. So not three, not three thirty nine, but maybe three thirty eight. I gave permissions to, and then like a bunch of other. Anyway, so so I don't know if you guys have actually heard it or not because I don't go back and listen to the episodes or anything like that. So part of me is wondering what do we got going on here? Oh, someone's outside, grabbing stuff out of the car. Sorry, guys. Things things move outside. It gets my attention. So I think I don't know if it's if it's if it's actually playing this ad or not. It was for something about like like la, what do you call it? Boudoir photography in Chicago. So I don't know what my demographics are, but it was, it's an approved. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, but it like, I spent a lot of time kind of looking at it going like, okay, so like I've, I have it. Okay. Are, are they going to do it? Am I going to get a message saying that? Like, cause it said pre-approved for my podcast. So like are a, are you guys hearing it? B there's a lot of admin stuff this week, square terminals and, and stuff. It's not, I know this is not my idea of interesting stuff, but it was still my life that particular week. So I don't know if you guys have heard the ad yet. I don't know if it's even playing, but I poked around so many different areas and read a bunch of FAQ things on Podbean's site about how to do ads. So I've done everything that they say, but I've received no information about whether or not I'm, I'm getting ads, whether or not they're playing on the podcast, all sorts of different stuff that just doesn't appear to be there right now. I wonder if even if I go here, like monetization, let me take a look, ad management, 
You know, it just says part like make money by joining Podbean's ad marketplace. Promote your podcast by advertising. Well, I'm not trying to advertise. Use Podbean's dynamic ad search, ad insertion. Okay, well, let's click on that. Monetize pod- podcast better with dynamic ad insertion. What is pod ads? Who cares? Pod ads work great for, yep, we get that. You know, automation, total control, zero hassle. I think I've already done that. Get started. Start your podcast with Podbean, done. Set up pod ads campaign. Let pod ads auto run the ads. Okay, start now. I've done it. Create. Oh yeah, so create campaign. So that's how, yeah, I remember that too now that, I've, now that I'm looking at it. At the time, that's how you that's how you run your own ads. So if you want to like advertise something, like if I, rather than me plugging my, my dates, it would be like ad insertion. And all of a sudden it just puts them in for like a certain campaign. Please set up if you'd like to opt into political advertising. Yeah. I've already said no. Yeah. And it's showing here zero ads. So all the dates. So my guess is that it's not playing the ads. I don't know. Maybe you have to listen to it on Podbean for that to work. Show ad position. Yep. None of that stuff there. Okay. Well, isn't that fun? So my guess is because of all this thing, zero, you guys have not heard any ads in the podcast, but if they do pop in, you'll be aware that that's something that I've opted into. You're not listening to the wrong podcast. It'll just be some ad that has nothing that I have personally endorsed happening right at the beginning of the show, just to get it out of the way so that you guys don't have to deal with listening to like, I've heard other podcasts where stuff pops in right at the fucking beginning and or sorry, not the beginning, at the end, for the love of God, brain, sorry, things are popping up on the screen. It's distracting. They'll pop up right in the middle of an episode. So like someone's like mid sentence and all of a sudden it stops. You're like, what the fuck's going on? And then, and then an ad will start and you're like, okay. And then the ad goes and that resumes right mid sentence. I'm like, well, that's not good flow at all. Like even TV shows will literally have something that happens, a big laugh, the audience is applauding. Then we go to commercial, then we come back, you know, someone walks in the door. Can you believe that person's here? You know what I mean? Oh my God. Commercial break. Come back. Oh my God. I can't believe you're here. Like a little slight recap. Mm-hmm-hmm. Drink Neglog Nate. Neganyagamamape. There's a lot of a lot of tips and tricks to be able to do advertising properly since I work in the industry, but that doesn't seem to be one of the not not with the podcast stuff. So won't be hearing that. Guys, I started watching Frasier again. I think I watched the first episode, most of the first episode of the the reboot of Frasier. I guess reboot's not correct. The the you know the new series, the continuation of a story. I really didn't find it very good at all, but it did it did remind me because it was on Paramount Plus, and I just I saw the regular Frasier right next to it. And I was like, oh, I'll watch some of that again. What a great show! What a great show! Still good, still holds up, still fun to watch. I cannot recommend it enough. If you're a younger person and you've never watched Frasier. I'm telling you, man, like I, I categorize people in two different ways. People who watch Frasier and people watch friends and I'm not gonna put any negative judgment with it. It just, it just seems to be that there's like those kind of two camps, you know what I mean? And to me, stuff like the office is like kind of right in the middle, more on the friend's side, but, but anyways, check out Frasier. That's all I'm trying to say. I've watched it for you. It's still adding up. I was playing, (laughs) I don't even, I wrote this joke like a month ago when I was going to do this episode and it was funnier to me then than it is now, but I'm like, it's so funny with the way things are going. Like all of those, like, you know, the, the, the Harry Potter here, right? It's like, Oh, Harry Twatter would be like, they, they had that in the 40 year old virgin Harry Twatter. And I was like, what would that, what would that story porn story be about? You know what I mean? They do, they do porns where there's a slight variation and it's just kind of like Harry Twatter. What would that be? You know, the boy, the, the boy who lived or whatever, 
You know, and I'm like, and then it's all of a sudden he's like, Harry Twitter says like, how dare you assume gender on the boy that lived, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, Voldemort is he who I'll shoot, he who shall not be named. But then you've got the boy that, you know, whose, whose gender shall not be assumed, you know? And it's just this whole story about maybe like a Pinocchio story where there's this, you know, little wizard or whatever, who's, who's trying to, you know, switch genders. who wants to become a boy. I, I don't know. I don't know. It would be so funny to be watching something that's supposed to be like parody, but done in such a way that it has to be like woke, basically taking all the humor and everything out of it because you can't joke about anything. It's just kind of funny. And then I thought to me myself, I was like, oh, I wonder if they'd ever do an LGBTQ version of Pinocchio. You know what I mean? Where it's essentially somebody who's just all their wishes is to be the other gender, but like, I don't know. I was talking with somebody recently who was like, you know, they, they were, they were like, like I'm trans, but they're like, I don't want to be like, I didn't want to be a trans woman. I wanted to be a woman like, and the world will never look at me like I'm a woman. I'll never be a woman. I'll be a trans woman. And, and it's just not what I wanted. And so it, I was like, yeah, I, I get that. So I wonder if they ever had something like that. But then I guess that, that moral of that story, someone's like, Oh, I want to be the opposite gender and not, you know, trans or whatever. I, I think that the messaging and how it would be received is like, oh, you know, you think it's magic if you want to be the other one? Like, no, there's nothing wrong with being trans, you know, and, and there isn't, I do, I do agree with that. It's the yelling that it, it yeah, giving someone shit about it is what I don't like. Not the, not what it is, not what the, the message is per se, just a forced lesson is not learned. So whenever you yell at somebody about something, you know, you may not be getting your point across the way you'd like to. So yakety yak 30 minutes and I've said nothing. Brought my car in last thing before I talk about the big event that I did. I brought my car in for from some servicing, went to Barhaven Honda. Those guys are amazing, even though it sucked when I went. So here's here's how it went, gang. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be brief. I I I brought the car in. I was expecting I had to get my winter tires put on. Tis the season. And I remember being like, okay, they told me that there was something wrong with like one of the rotors or something like that. Again, I don't know anything about cars, so I'm probably mis misspeaking, but they were like something thing. They shaved, they had to sand it down and get like rust off of it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you know, Hey, when you come back next time, like we'll do the thing. And I was like, okay, but I had forgotten about the fact that when I came back from the Sheeran tour, cause I told them, like, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be using my car. Can I do this when I come back? They're like, absolutely. So I forgot that when I came back, I did do that. I brought the car in and we did the work. So I get there expecting to spend a thousand dollars going like, fuck, it's expensive right now. Everything's tight with everything else I got going on. Like, like I can't afford this right now, but, but you got to do it. My car is my livelihood. So I'm like, I got to do it. And I get in there, they're like, no, it's just, just an oil change today. Like your, your, your tires and an oil change. You're good to go. And I was like, oh, wow, really? I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like how much? Like oh, a couple hundred, like, like whatever it is, like, I think that's going to cost like, you know, maybe two fifty or whatever. I'm like, great. I was, I was getting ready to spend a thousand dollars. So I felt great. I'm like, yay, me forgetting stuff actually paid off for me. So instead of like, I felt like I saved 750 bucks that day. So I go sit down and I was telling you guys about downloading movies and stuff. Well, instead I started to get to work on a list of different events that, that were happening in the city because founders original, the company that I've been doing some events for, they were like, Hey, we'd like to do more stuff in Ottawa. So, you know, if you know of any events happening or whatever that you could recommend, we would love to, you know, start looking into them. And I was like, great. So I, I sat down and I started, you know, checking events. I just started making a list. And then after not too long, you know, 20, 30 minutes, one of the great guys there comes out and he's like, all right, so some bad news. I was like, okay. He goes, so the, the, 
the, what do you call it? The, the, the indicators on your dash. So like the, the H this or whatever, whatever, whatever it was, like a couple of letters, numbers, whatever that, 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 they're like, that's your transmission fluid. So that, that means it's time for you to switch that. That's, you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever it was. And I was like, okay. It's like, then you've got this thing here is like that, that needs to be fixed as well. And that's X amount of dollars. They go also we're fan belt. There's a crack in it and that could go at any time. That needs to be replaced. It goes, and then they go, there's one other thing, but it is under warranty. We'll have to order the part for that in. And we can just, it's not urgent, but we can do that when you come back in the spring, change your tires. And I go, so what are we, so what are we at? And he's like, does the math. He's like, oh, should I go? So we're back up to a thousand bucks. He's like, no, probably not. He does the math right there on the spot. He's like eight, eight, 800 and like, you know, closer to the 900 range. He's like, you know, the plus tax, it was like, it was like just under a thousand. I was like, all right, so we're back to the thousand. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, and they're good guys. I trust them. Like they, they. They take me in whenever I need to to go in. They they take good care of me, and I and I go there because of the trust. So they were both like, and there's other things where I'm like, I should we? And they're like, no, no. They're like, you're wasting money if you do this. Like, you don't need to do that. Blah blah. blah. They they've talked me out of stuff that I'm like, should we just do it? In case? Which any mechanic would be like, yeah, of course we're going to take your money to do stuff. So I go there because I trust them. They're they're good to me. They you know, it just was one of those like, go there expecting to spend a thousand get like, Oh, the 250 bucks. Hey, it's great. You know, I should have just done the, the, said this thing and I go do all that work you got to do. And then like, for some reason, you know, just was like, okay, a thousand dollars. It was just a bit of a roller coaster. Like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm gonna spend a thousand. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I am. But at least the saving graces, at least I didn't have to spend that thousand plus all the other stuff that they found. Cause that would have been horrific, but big shout out to the crew at Barhaven Honda. I would go further to tell you guys what they do for me but I don't want you showing up at the door saying, Hey, we heard that you guys do this and that, because that would take me from being somebody that they like to this giant asshole who's telling the world to come in and demand things. You know, I don't demand, but I don't want you guys going on. Hey, you did it for this fucking idiot, blah, 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 blah. So it's just important to me that everyone knows that I love these guys and they're, they're good to me. They're good to me. I trust them. There's not many things, as I've said before, that I couldn't at least contribute to a conversation, know a little something about, but cars and how they work and their costs and this and that, that's, uh, that's one of them. And, uh, and I need people I trust to not fuck me big time. Again, like my car is such an important part of, of my life and my work that, that it's not like something like, oh, I don't know much about this, but you know, if people are fucking me, I can just not have it. It's like, nope, need my car, need it to work, need it to not cost me an arm and a leg. So, you know, as always, thank you to the team there. My fucking boys, they take good care of me. And, and if you're a customer who doesn't know much about vehicles and you want to go to a place where, where, you know, you, you know, that you, if, if they're telling you, you got to pay it, then you got to pay it. It's not something that they're, they're trying to make a buck off you. They're trying to, to get you on the road and make sure that you're safe. Barhaven Honda, you know, shout out to Roger, Josh, all the, all the gang there. Love those dudes. Love them. So with that, let's get into something that I hope would be more, more interesting. I've, I wrote this down before I wrote a single note and I wrote, I bought new laundry pods. And then I was like, can we talk about this question mark? And most of it's just to get your guys feedback, but I'd love to know what you guys think of like laundry pods. I bought, I've used the tied ones a bunch, tied pods, but then like, I guess this one time at Costco, this one time at Costco, I I'm literally a band geek for Costco. That should be me. Except this one time at Costco, this one thing from Costco. I bought, I bought Tide Pods, but they were like 10 times. And I just thought they were like super effective, whatever. But the first time I opened it up and I grabbed it, it was like, it was hefty. It was like a big cost. Like it was a big pod. And I'm almost like, when the fuck do I use these? You know, if it's like, it, it didn't say 10 times the size, it was just like 10 times more cleaning, but they're, they're noticeably larger in your hand. So I'm like, 
I don't think I spent too much time. You know what? Fuck it. Like, why not? I, I got a, I got a pause button here. I'm going to go grab the fucking thing. I'm going to read this. But how boring is this episode? You talked about square, a computer breakdown, being the, the guy who dies first in your new old people breakfast club. Uh, this might be the end guys. I'm circling the drain here. Give me one second. I'm gonna grab it. We'll be right back. Oh, I got some songs in my head. Tune in my heart. Okay. So sorry. I was just singing a song on my way back. So I also laughed at myself because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to read you guys this and then I'm going to push it aside on the desk. And I'm like, I wonder how long it's going to sit on the desk before it comes back. I should probably just <laughs> pause again and put it away. So I got Tide Plus Hygienic Clean, right? Unlike the regular Tide, po- Tide Pods that are not hygienic clean. So it says they're Power Pods original. So again, I just at a quick glance, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know to see it on the shelf, but it's like heavy 10 times duty. So 10 times concentrated cleaning actives, cleaning actives, all right? Removes visible and invisible dirt. You guys know that invisible dirt, right? Then what else we got here in the front? Anything else? It's 76 packs in the, the big Costco tube. At the top, it's got the child lock. And then it says one per load. And then two, if load very heavily soiled. Add packs to drum before close. Before close. Hey, I should listen. I don't do that. Do you guys do it beforehand? I don't really I don't really pay attention. And then you look at the back, there's not really a lot. It's just warnings, whatever. That's the whole thing. So I bought these and I don't think, I don't really, I never heavily soil anything. You know what I mean? I don't. Like I... <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like, I guess like, I'm not a Spartan racer. Those people come back with like, you know, if you're, if you're crawling through the mud every weekend and screaming, screaming while you flip tires over and stuff like maybe, Hey, maybe that's what, that's what you do. That's what's, that's what is done. But I don't think the rest, I don't know. I don't know. I bought these and I, I guess like, I don't know. Is it my, my, my linens heavily soiled? I don't think so. I'm not sitting here just jizzing under my covers every day. You know, go to, go to take the fucking covers to the wash. And I'm like, it's like, I'm carrying a fucking sheet of drywall. They're so stiff and starchy. <laughs> What's heavily soiled, you know? So anyways, I just, I, I guess if I have like a big load of like jeans and, and thick sweaters, I'm like, uh, you know, I'll just give it a better chance, I guess. I don't know, but that's, that's what I, that's what I bought. And then recently the regular Tide Pods that we had ran out. So when I was at Costco, I was like, oh, I bought the Kirkland brand ones. Cause I got, I think it was the same amount, but it was like six or seven bucks cheaper. And I'm like, fuck it. Kirkland, Kirkland often will just get, you know, whatever brand that they're buying from to just make them like a generic one. Except the Kirkland ones are like just blue. It's just like a little, you know, meltable pillow thing that's blue. And then when you go to use it, you know, I'm sure it all just melts or whatever. Whereas the Tide ones, they're, they're very photogenic, the Tide ones, right? They got like the, the green stuff in the pillow. And then on the top, there's like a white and blue swirl that are segregated. And I don't know if there's any value to them being segregated whatsoever. If you know, please, for the love of God, tell me, contact at onemanpodcast.com. But I assume that the Kirkland ones have all that same shit. It's just in the blue thing. They're not, they're not trying to impress you, all right? They're not trying to be pretty. They're just, they just are what they are. But I'm telling you, man, everything in marketing, something looks nice. You're like, eh, I like the look of that one. I want the one that it's the same, the same as like the new finish shit that you put in your, your, I don't even know if new finish is the brand or whatever, but the ones, you know what I mean? That go into your, oh, here comes the first yawn of the episode. You know, the ones that are, are essentially, you know, they've got like the little, the little white powder with the blue specks for the dishwasher. And then the other side's like solid blue. And then there's like a little red skittle or whatever in the fucking middle. Like, I don't know why are those things separate, right? There's other ones that just go in again. It's a little pillow. It's got the, the white powder with the blue specks in it. It's all in one, right? They don't, they don't segregate them. They let them fucking mingle, 
right? It's almost like an arranged marriage versus a regular one. The other one, it's like, Hey, we've had time to hang out for a long time first before we fucking get to business. Whereas like the other guys are like, Hey, blue, you're going to join powder at this date. And you got that red chaperone in the middle. All right. And that's it. doesn't matter when it's go time Two of you, you guys are going to meet and get to business right away. I don't think that that analogy has ever been used before by anyone ever on this planet. You heard it here first, folks. And it might be the first little chuckle I gave you this entire episode. So let's hope that that's what it was. And I'm glad we talked about it. I was going to skip right over the Tide Pods. Now, who wants to talk about that? What is your laundry regime? All right. So people get excited for, for odd things. For me, <clears throat> excuse me, clearly it's this. I can't even say I'm excited about it. I'm just like, I wanted to try different ones. But at the end of the day, like, I've, I've, I've said over the years that like with certain things, it's just like, there's a million different products. And I'm like, and I, we have yet to find one that works. Like when it comes to cleaning carpets, there's a lot of stuff that does a good job, like most of the job, but I'm like, how come like we, we got into a big thing with the guy who cleaned the carpets here. Cause there were stains in the floor and it just like would not get it out. You know what I mean? Like, like a professional cleaning company that costs us over a thousand dollars to clean the carpets couldn't get stains out something like, like a lot of the stains that were here. And it's just like, how are we where we are, you know, in development and still we don't have laundry detergent that gets certain stains out. Like, but you go on YouTube and it's like, here's how you get this kind of stain out of the clothes and you do this and you do that and, and that's your thing. How do we not have like, like, I don't know, maybe we do. And I'm just, I just don't know about it. Right. It's, it's like a 15 year old boy bitching about like, why does he have acne? And you know, why don't they make something that cures it? It's like, well, you want it to cure it in a day. Whereas if you just washed your face ahead of time, you'd be good. So maybe a lot of people know about this and I just haven't gotten into it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, why, why don't you just have like, oops, grease stain, whatever tablets. And like, that's where, when you're washing this one, if you got like, Hey, if you're, if you're dealing with this particular issue, you throw one of these bad boys in there and it's going to solve it. You do like a, like a, like you know, a light wash, but with this tablet, cause I'm going to say, you don't have like 15 somethings laying around that all have like orange tomato juice on them, you know, but I, I don't know. Anyways, my, my cleaning regime, when I do my laundry, I have a hamper that has two sides to it and I know I'm doing this wrong. I know I'm doing it wrong. All right. But I'm lazy. So here's, here's how I do laundry. I've got two sides of my hamper. One side, socks, underwear, t-shirt, the undergarments, so to speak. I also put my microfiber cloths that I use to like wipe lenses and screens in with the light stuff. And then the other side is your, you know, shirts and pants and towels, heavier stuff. And I don't segregate them based on color. Although I don't tend to have, like, I wear a lot of blacks and whites and like dark blues. That's kind of it. I don't put like, I don't have bright colors that, that tend to bleed. So I'm not risking fucking up my, my stuff. Although I did once have like a uniform I had to wear that was like red or something like that. And of course it was probably cheap because they're not trying to make something that's going to be comfortable and wear it all the time. It's like for a one-off. And I remember like throwing it in and then it came out, I pulled like a shirt out of it and the, the white shirt had turned pink. And I was like, this happens for real. Like, I didn't realize this was still a thing. I thought that was like an old joke from when I was a kid about the the red stuff turning colors or whatever. I'm like, I didn't know this was still a fucking thing. How have we not solved this yet? Mm-hmm. Man, that eggnog latte is good. So anyways, my regime in, I also don't know, like, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know about you guys, but I can't look at that that little hamper icon and get an idea of how much clothes that is. So, you know what it's like, it's like for this size load, put this in and it's like the hampers half full, but I'm like, how fucking big is that hamper? 
You know what I mean? Cause I've had big ass hampers in my life where they're half full, but that's like, that's like two size load. I, I, why can't they just put like a line inside the wash that kind of lets you know, like one size load, like, like we have measuring cups, right? Like when you make a cup of coffee, depending on the size of the cup, like you think, oh, a cup, but literally with measuring cups, it's like, oh, this is exactly how much, why can't they just put like a line on the, on the wash where you're like, okay, like a soft drop, like you drop your stuff and you don't press it down. That doesn't matter. Human beings are stupid. I just, I, I just, I want to know how much of a load is, is this, you know, and, and can I, do I use one thing or two things? I don't like to waste, but at the same time, like, I don't want my shit coming out. My stuff doesn't come out not clean, but I mean, at the end of the day, guys, like if you took your, your clothing and you threw it in the wash with no, with no stuff, right. And it's just clothes you wore, wouldn't like rinsing it with water and then fucking blow drying it in the, in the dryer, essentially make it feel fresher anyways. Like is the detergent, I know it's not a formality, but at the end of the day, like, what are you, what are you really getting out of it? Is it really penetrating every piece of clothing? You know, is that white and blue thing mixing together with the, the green liquid on the bottom? Is that really mixing to the, to the consistency that it's supposed to ahead of time? Is it, is it anyway? So what I do is I do my load. I put the stuff in there. I wash my way, whatever. So I'm, I'm throwing in one, one, whatever thing. I want to know how, like how full it is or what guideline do you guys use? You know, do you have to buy a hamper that's a certain quart or liter size so that, you know, like, okay, this, this is a hamper. And if this hamper's full, it's two. And if this hamper's half full, it's one anyways. And what I'll do too, is I, I do have one other thing that I do. So when I wash my linens, I do use those downy unstoppables because there's something really nice about getting fresh linens that have like a nice scent in them. So I am a, a bit of a sucker. I don't like, like one of the kiddos, I bought one of those big bottles, which is not cheap. It's like close to $20. Now it's over $20 for one of those bottles and supples. And the, and one of the kiddos was using, was using it every single time they did laundry. And for whatever reason, this kid's doing laundry every day, every second day at the most. So constantly doing laundry and then constantly using these unstoppables. I'm like, I don't want all my clothes to smell like, you know, perfume scented room things, but the, the, the unstoppables smell nice and they, they do work. Like again, for the linens, I like for my linens to come out and smell nice. So, and they last usually a couple of days where you get that nice smell, but it's nice when you've gone through the work of, of changing your linens to be able to lay down and it, and it smells nice in the bed. So anyways, so that's what I do. That's my, that's my thing. Was that that fascinating? Didn't I burn up a ton of time about something nobody really gives a shit about, but me. And is this thing still on my counter or desk? Yes, you better believe it is. So I'm going to throw that away and I will be right back to talk about the corks and forks event that I had a blast at. Okay. So corks and forks, babies, onesies, I should say babies. That's what, that was a little weird. I'm sorry about that. Guys, corks and forks was an event I did in Orleans. I was representing founders original. So if you haven't heard of that before, it's just ready to drink cocktails in a can. They are delicious. Very popular. I give them to, to friends and stuff like that. And I seem to be the auto events guy, which I love very, very much. They come in, they, they make vodka mule, but it's been delisted the LCBO here in Ontario, but the vodka mule is one that they make. They make a gin bramble, a whiskey sour, or sorry, bourbon sour and a tequila Paloma. But essentially these are 7% alcohol. They just taste like the natural juices they use. So there's no preservatives, anything like that. Everything's natural in the can. So the tequila Paloma just tastes like grapefruit juice. It's delicious. The bourbon sour just tastes like Seville oranges, which are a little tart and the, the gin bramble tastes like blackberry. 
So those are the three uh, taste profiles that I had at this event, Corks and Forks. I went in and set it up with my friend Grenur on the Thursday. I'm trying to remember if I had to do it early or if I did it. I believe we did it the night before. And then we did it. I could be wrong. I really, I'm having a hard time remembering. I'm fairly certain we set it up and then did the, yeah, the first one, we wouldn't have gone on a complete day. I wouldn't have had her come in just to, to do the stuff with me. So she met up with me and we, we brought all the assets in and we set it up for the Thursday night. And it was, it was a great little location that they had for us. The way that they did this event was it was in the Shankman Arts Center, which I performed in before. That's a, it's a, you know, a, an arts place. And the way that they did it though, is that they had sort of this like front foyer. So they had a bunch of vendors set up there. And then if you walk down this hall, that doesn't look particularly inviting, like it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look like, Hey, there's more back there. So you'd walk down this hall and then like on one side, like, like it almost looked like a corridor that would lead to a bathroom. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like there's like another giant room in there, but you'd walk down this, like this one door and and then all of a sudden it's like this room with like black curtains everywhere. And then a bunch of vendors in there it was beautiful. There was a little stage. It was a very, very nice room. It just didn't look like there was anything happening there. So, so to get to it was, it took some explorative panache. So once you got in there, there was more things. And I was like, oh fuck, I want to be in this room. But it didn't occur to me that like, oh, we're, we're near the entrance where everyone's coming in. So we're going to be seen. And then if you left that room and then continued further down yet another hall that didn't look like anything was going on, it looks like you're heading back to like an administration hallway, you know, you go, you know, go left. And all of a sudden you're in another big room with black curtains and a stage and things like that and, and more vendors. So it was an odd setup. And over the course of the weekend, cause we were there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, over the course of the weekend, they added more things that gave this place more of a look of you know, like, like a little wooden stand with, with arrows pointing like this way to the, this market, this way to that thing. You know what I mean? So like they added a little bit of, of direction to it because I'm assuming the first night it was very quiet for the, the groups that were put in those back rooms. So despite the fact their rooms were done up nicer than the front area where, where we were, they were getting way less foot traffic. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how nice the area you're in is if nobody can get to you or knows you're there. So I want to just shout out some of the other vendors that were there over the course of the, the event. So speaking of which we were there Thursday night, we were there Friday night, and then we were there Saturday day and night. And it's the type of event where you, you show up, you buy a bunch of tokens and then you use tokens to try like, you know, the food, the drink, the wines, whatever it is. But there was a, a lot of vendors there of, of different varieties. Like some of them were just food vendors. Some of them were, you know, wine, booze, whatever it is. So I want to give some, some, some shout outs because we had fun making friends and, and, you know, trading, trading, trading products. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, Matt at Vodkow and the whole Vodkow team. Cause they're always great. Vodkow is a local distillery that makes like a, like a, I believe it's a milk based vodka. However, and it is just a clear, clear vodka in a, in a clear bottle their flagship product. However, vodka has been making all sorts of different creams. So they've got like, you know, the regular cream plain, and then they've got like coffee cream, caramel, uh, not caramel, sorry, coffee cream, maple cream, chocolate cream, all these different, these different cream liqueurs. And then they do like seasonal ones. So during the summertime, they did, they did like a, a key lime pie cream liqueur. They did like a mango something or other. I couldn't remember because I never got my hands on it. During the winter, they do the eggnog cream, which I've got a bottle of downstairs. And they recently just put out a London fog 
cream liqueur. So like they do amazing ones. I was asking them like, how come in the fall you don't do pumpkin spice? And I, and I don't remember what the response was, but they're saying maybe like next year they'll do it or whatever, but it's, but it's kind of, I, I almost respect the fact that like when they're doing all these like niche flavors, they skip like some of the, you know, the more basic bitch one, which is the, the pumpkin spice, right? Cause that's just, everyone's doing pumpkin spice in the fall. I love that they skipped over it entirely and just went with the eggnog. The eggnog one is delicious. It's absolutely delicious. They're all quite delicious to be completely honest with you. So like huge hats off to, to, to vodka. They actually brought a really cool nitrous machine. So they were infusing nitrous into coffee and then they were pouring a little bit of their cream. So they'd already put the vodka uh, the vodka into the coffee. So it was already in there. So sadly I couldn't be like, Hey, can I just have the nitrous coffee, you know, so that I can stay awake while I'm working. So I was consuming some alcohol throughout the process, but it was absolutely delicious. They put their cream in it. It was great. So that was like kind of my drink over the course of this event is I was sipping on like a coffee with some nice, you know, maple cream or, or, you know, regular cream. It was good. It was delicious. I also want to give a shout out to Chris and his team at Broadhead, they were one of the groups in the front. Broadhead is just a local, local brewery. They're great. They have, they have a lot of stuff. I have tried their blueberry lager before, which is like their bread and butter. That sounds weird, but just, if you think of like, like bubbly in the sense that it's, it's just a fizzy drink and then it just tastes like, like soda water. And then at the end, there's like a faint hint of, of a flavor. That's what like the Broadhead's blueberry is, is you just think your standard regular lager beer where it just tastes like beer when you're drinking it. But then right on that finish, it's just a little bit of blueberry at the end, like just a little phantom of blueberry. It's actually quite refreshing. So you get your refreshing cold beer and then just a little hint of something at the end. You're like, oh, that was nice. Like that's just a really good taste. They also did a pineapple habanero IPA. I am not a, a hoppy guy at all. Do not like hops. Do not like bitter so for, for my IPA drinkers, you may like that, but I'm like, hey, I loved what they did with the blueberries. So when they were like, we have a pineapple habanero now, do you want to taste it? I was like, sure. Tried it. Not for me. I do taste the pineapple. I do taste the little bit of spice from the habanero, but really it, it just tasted like a bitter IPA that kind of had hints of those. And that wasn't enough for, to make me want to drink it. Can't say it's bad because it's not for me. Like IPAs are not for me. So I'm not one to judge me. Oh, it sucks. I don't know. I don't know what a good IPA is. So it's more important for me to to just say, hey, that probably couldn't have won with me regardless because I'm just not an IPA drinker, but I do like the, the, the stuff that they're doing. There is a, an, inter- an interesting group there that was called thirst responders, which I just, as soon as I saw the name on the list, I was like, man, that's a fucking awesome name. I love, I love the name. Apparently someone was telling me, yeah, and they come in like an ambulance. So it's like, oh, like they're, they're showing up to, to get those people who are thirsty and want to drink. Like they're the solution. I was like, it's great marketing. And they're like, they have an ambulance. So I remember all weekend being like, oh, I'd love to see that. Like the thirst responders, but it's actually like an old tiny ambulance. It looks more like a smaller version of a double decker bus that was like painted, like, like almost such like dark forest green with like, it was like a brown forest green. So it looked it didn't look great. I was, I was really thinking like, like more of an ambulance. It was, looks, looks, looked like it was like a classic ambulance painted with non-ambulance colors. Didn't love it. I was excited at the idea. It's like amazing thirst responders, but they also, here's the thing was like, they were working a tent and they were all these dudes with giant biceps or whatever. So I was kind of like, oh, there's a bit of a douchey vibe to this. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like the heart attack grill where you go with this theme of like, Oh, it's like a hospital and the waitresses are nurses and the, the owners, the doctor. And you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the 
guests put on a, a gown and look like patients. Like it wasn't like that. I'm like, you've got the vehicle, like you're the thirst responders, but I'm like, but it's not like they're showing up and they're dressed like, like paramedics or, or anything like that. Like they left the theme with the name and the vehicle and an event like this, where the, the vehicles parked outside, I was like, oh, it loses some of its, of its flair. And then the two guys I was chatting with were it was like, it's really hard because it was almost like that, you know, like you think of the bartender wearing the, the apron with the mustache and it's almost like the, a barbershop look to the, to the, what do you call it? To the bartender. So you're like, that vibe is like the classic bartender, but these guys are the thirst responders. They didn't have that glass classic bartender look, but they wanted that vibe. Like this is the mixologist to the stars. You know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, our, our, our old fashioned. So it was almost like two different themes, vibes, if you will, rolled into one and it didn't quite mesh. So again, like the thirst responders was the name, but then the vehicle's out in the lot and you can't see it. And now you're talking to these two guys with giant biceps, like they're the, the bartenders to the stars. It wasn't like uh what are your symptoms? And like, you know what I mean? Like there's, a, I guess from a marketing standpoint, when I saw that, I was like, this has got a lot of opportunity for like amazing thematics and style and whatever did not deliver. And then, like I said, the guys were kind of douchey, like they weren't rude, but there was like a, a bit of a douchiness to them. So I didn't get to see them much because they were in a completely different room. But I think what it was, was that like, when I talked to any other vendor, you know, like we're all vendors here, we're all here to do the job. We're all here. To, hey, what's your, what's your thing? Like da, da, da. there's like, there was almost like a matting, like, like a fraternity sorority vibe between all of us in the sense that like, we're all part of the same thing and we're all here to do our thing. Hey, what do you got? What are you into? And these guys were like, just like, they like slightly like they're too good to be having this conversation. You know what I mean? Oh, like what's your, what's your vibe? Where did you, where, like how long you guys been around? Like, I love the name. Like I, I showed up with mad compliments and it was just like, eh. So I was like, okay, all right. Well, you know, the, the vibe doesn't go with whatever I, I, moving on. I spoke, spoke with, with Alex at Oko Kitchen, they were some of the best people to me the entire show. They were making, they're known for like making these sandwiches out in Orleans, but they were making these crispy little sort of like, almost like charcuterie board style pieces of bread, just the, the shape of them, right? It was like someone took like a nice flat bread bakery roll and just sliced little things. So they were making almost like, what's the name of those things that you eat with the biscotti? It was almost like a biscotti sized piece of bread that was like toasted. And then they were putting like brie and candied bacon and, you know, have a little bit of sauce with it and just giving you kind of these little mini sandwiches. People were paying for them, right? With tokens, but like as vendors, they were hooking us up and it was incredible. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're sitting there like banging out drinks and all of a sudden they'd just show up with like a little tray of like candied bacon for us. I was like, you guys are fucking rock stars. Like they were great. So Alex was taking amazing care of us at Oco Kitchen, O-C-C-O Kitchen, which you can find in Orleans. I think there's a couple different locations that are one downtown. Both are out of the way for me. I've heard good things. I've just never been, but I actually got to try a little bit of what they did. And I was really, really impressed. I could tell you this right now, if I was hungry and looking for a spot and, and landed eyes on a, a location, I'd go in without question. And they were super good to us. Like, so we, so we, we took good care of them. I got some names here. Let's see. I wanted to give a shout out to what is it? Cafe Latte Chino was the name. I met the owner. She was a sweetheart. Her and her husband were phenomenal. They brought all these different desserts and I have to tell you guys about them because they kept showing up, you know, to give us free stuff. They, they did 
tiny little cannolis that were delicious. They did a peanut caramel cheesecake, which was delicious. They did like a, like a half brownie, half something or other like fusion dessert. It was delicious. And the first uh, couple days they brought sticky toffee pudding and gave some of that. I was like, this is incredible. All this stuff is great. They have a cafe out in Orleans. It's called Cafe Latte Chino. They were phenomenal. I chatted with the owner. She was even saying like they want to do like a whiskey night or something. I was like, well, I, I've hosted whiskey tastings. They're like, great. We exchanged information and I'll reach out to them. They were, they were amazing. I want to say a quick little shout out to Farmgate Cider. I like mulled apple cider, especially during the holidays, you know, this time of year. I just like the, the hot you know, cinnamony apple cider to drink. It's different than hot chocolate and tea and coffee and lattes around this time of year. It's something a little different. I got to try the, their stuff. They have a lot of different apple products because they have an orchard, but the Farmgate cider, they had the mulled apple cider there. I had that. It was absolutely delicious. Meetings were there. So meet I-N-G-S. They were good. They had like little pork belly sliders and some other things, a little skewer with some meat on it. So they're a, you know, more of a, a butchery carvery. They were, their stuff was delicious. I appreciate all the nice stuff that they gave us. There was a group of guys from Curry Curry and they were doing wings. So I, I believe they were more of like a catering service and they were like, we teach people how to like make stuff that you can find in the grocery store. So it's not hard to reverse engineer. They were very nice guys. Like, well, they were they were nice. They were very friendly and amicable. So the first night when I, when I came to drop off, uh, you know, some samples for them, you know, they're like, Hey, if you need anything, like they gave me a cup, like, like literally one of each wing. And I was like, Oh, thank you very much. That's very kind. And then over the course of the, the weekend, like almost like every half an hour, the, the guy would show up and he's like, Hey man, can I get another one of those drinks? And like, you know, and I was like, yeah, sure. We had a lot. So I was like, yeah, here you go. I'm being nice. And then before you know it, he's like, Hey man, can I get a drink? Also my buddy right here, he needs one too. It's like, before I know it, I'm like, we're giving them a reasonable amount of drinks, but they're like, whatever you want, come over. We'll hook you up with the wings. We'll take good care of you. And I remember telling them like, Hey, at the end of the night, if you guys have any leftovers, like, I mean, I, I can't just sit here and eat wings, but I would love to be able to take some of these home. They were quite good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll take care of you. Right. So like the first night, at the end of the night, they come and they've got, they've got two of each flavor, which is basically one for me and my colleague. So I'm like, okay, well, based on what I gave you, I would have expected a little bit more than just one each, you know? And then over the course of the weekend, you know, I think once per day I would go over and they're like, they're like, what can I get you? I'm like, can I get some of the, some of the wings? Yeah. Yeah. And then it hand me two in a container and send me on my way. And I'm like, if I'm being honest, I would say over the course of the weekend, they probably got a good 12 to 15 cans out of me. Like that, that, that head guy. And then 12 to 15 cans, I probably got about six to eight wings out of them. So at one point I was telling Gunnar, like, we got to, we got to cut them off. Like it wasn't, it, you know, I, I probably dropped two, two cans off to them originally. And then later that night they each got another can. And then before I know it, they're like the next day, Hey, can we get to, you know, they get four or five the next day. And then and I'm like, these things are about, you know, $3 each, 350 each. You're giving me like less than a dollar food cost wing. You know what I mean? And then we weren't asking you any questions. You asked, we gave. I'm asking, you're super stingy. Never once did they give us any to take home or anything like that. So I'm I'm very, very giving, you know, and we're trying to, you know, they clearly liked the product because they kept asking for it. So at this point, us giving them more free cans isn't really doing anything for the brand. We already know that they like it. And it's not doing anything for me because they're not even being as generous when we rarely once a day ask for a sample of their stuff. They're giving us the same sample they're giving everybody else. Hmm. Sorry, I'm going to sip there. So I, it, you get to a point where you're like, all right, I think if these guys come around, we're, we're a little too busy to just fulfill their orders because it's been clear time and time again that 
they're not reciprocating the same way. You know, like, hey, you give me, you give me five or six wings. That's a nice little snack. I appreciate that. It's about the same value if you're paying a dollar a wing for what we're giving you. You know, and if you do that a couple of times, I'm going to have a little something in my belly. Instead, you know, it's like, here's, here's a wing each. Thanks. Here's a, like, it's like almost a crack the can, pour a little thimble and go here, here's, here's, here's for you. That's what you just gave me. When you order a drink, you get a drink. When you order wings, you get wings. You don't get wing singular. Do I sound like a fat guy who's mad he didn't get more food? Maybe, but I think overall what it was, was just for somebody who was asking so much, wasn't willing to reciprocate. You know, I didn't say, Hey, can I get more? They didn't. I was just surprised that for someone who was asking, 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 never, you've already said this, Josh, I get it. I'm just, I'm, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. I wouldn't have the balls to ask for so much for someone. And then when they come to, to cash in to, 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 to do so little big shout out to Cynthia at Wolfhead. I, I ran into them at the women's show and I saw her, I chatted with her briefly. And then I saw her at this event. I was like, Hey, I, you know, we chatted and she's like, yeah, yeah. So we started, uh, started chatting, became uh, friends over the course of the weekend and chatted a little bit since then. I was chatting with her actually via text. What was it? While I was getting the car fixed. Sorry, my little brain fart there. And she's super cool. She's worked some different events. She's, she only kind of does like brand ambassador work for, for Wolfhead, but she's open to doing more. So I was like, well, listen, you did great. I'd love to work with you again. Older lady, but I gotta tell you guys, cutie pie. Very, very cute. And then like, I remember on Saturday night, she's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta change into like my, my Saturday night attire. And I was like, okay. And like, we we're just chatting. She's like, yeah, comes back and like the boots and the dress and the fierce makeup and everything. I was like, wow, looked good. Looked very, very good. <laughs> it sounds, I don't know if it sounds creepy the way I'm saying, it. I don't mean anything awkward about it. It was just one of those, like she's an older lady and, and she cleans up nice. I, I don't know what it is about me. I find, I find women way more attractive than girls. And it's really cool to see like, like a woman who can like sling the, the, the chit chatter with the, with the boys, you know, has a good sense of humor. She was cutie. That's all. That's it, gang. Just saying she was a cutie. And I do, I didn't offer her work because she looked good. I'd offered the work before that, but it was just one of those kind of like, this is a cute lady. This is a very, very cute lady. And I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed chatting with her. Not once did I go over to chat with her just for the sake of chatting, but yeah, it was, I was like, oh, I would certainly like to see more of you. My buddies, Peter and Ivan came out Saturday night. So they came out to the event. I had some drinks, took care of them, got them, got them drinking. And it was nice to see them. They had a good time shooting the shit with people. I chatted with them. Big thanks to them because after the event was over, they stayed and helped me kind of like tear down a little bit and move some stuff like uh, with Gurner as well. Big, big thank you to Gurner who worked the entire event with me. It was just cool to to have my buddies there. It made, it made the Saturday night a little bit nicer just because it was a long day too. So just being able to see my buddies every now and popping over saying what's up, whatever. It was nice. It was nice to see them and, and shoot the shit. Thank you to them. I know that, that they were, were having edibles. So they were drinking and they were doing edibles. I'm like, you know, hats off to you guys. Cause I don't, I'm not a big, not a big weed guy. And I know that they're not really big into weed themselves. So I remember at one point, Peter was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling good. I had, uh, I had my edibles and I'm shooting the shit with them in the car ride home. Right. Cause I'm driving home. Like we, they, they hung out to the very end. So I'm like, oh, let's, let's go our separate ways, but I'll give you guys a call. We'll shoot the shit in the car. But the Peter was definitely enjoying himself. 
he, I just remember he uh, was singing Oasis's Champagne Super, Supernova, but just the part, you know, we were getting high, we were getting high, we were getting high, we were getting, just just singing that, you know, we'd be talking, okay, anyways, yeah, so like, yeah, I thought I, I thought that movie was great, whatever, and he, yeah, yeah, we were getting high, we were getting high, I just started singing that over and over again, I thought it was particularly funny. Pete as a, as a, a penchant, is that the word, for for just finding like a line in a song that's appropriate for, you know, the, the, the event or context of, of discussion or whatever it is. I just thought that was particularly funny. So I, I, I enjoyed that. And then of course I do just want to say a huge thank you to Aaron, Kevin and Charles, who were the, the bigger event organizers. There's a whole team with the, the whole Orleans festivals team. They're all rock stars. They're amazing. But again, Aaron, Kevin and Charles, huge thanks to them. They're always so wicked, cool and inviting. They're always like, Hey, are you back for the next one? And I'm like, man, I hope so. You guys let us know what's going on and we will try to be there. So I had a blast at the event. An absolute blast. And I, and I look forward to doing the, their beer fest again in the springtime. And I hope if you guys are in the area, you'll come out and hang out, try the, try the stuff, come out. I'll try to invent, uh, you know, introduce you to other vendors who are super cool. Let you try their stuff for free. What have you, you know, just wanted to mention it plugs that I have coming up guys. I will be hosting at absolute comedy, Ottawa, November 14th through 19th, the 20th at Moose McGuire's. I'm going to be hosting that headlining absolute comedy, Toronto, January 2nd through 7th. So I'm hosting the second through the seventh, and then I'm headlining the ninth through the 14th. You can get all your tickets at absolutecomedy.ca for reservations coming up this week. It's the calm before the storm, absolute comedy spots on Saturday. I'm going to be doing the, the early show and the late show just in preparation for my week. So I'm looking forward to that. A happy remembrance day to you guys. And you know, that's, that's what I got coming up. So, so check out my shows at absolute comedy in Ottawa or Toronto. And this week I'm just going to be, you know, doing what I do, doing those spots. And, and then I've got some training for that Santa Claus gig that I'm doing that I've got coming up this week. So we'll be getting, getting that all done up. So thanks for listening to the podcast, a little bit of longer one and a lot of uh, mundane conversation throughout. And I apologize for that, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it fills time. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things in the media these days that maybe are not quite as good as you'd want, but they fill the time and, and stretch, pad, pad the stats, whatever it is. So I hope you guys have a great week. If you want to send anything into me, contact at onemanpodcast.com. Whatever you send, I read. That's the deal. I had a great time this episode chatting. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've recorded one, but thank you guys for listening and spending your time with me. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Champagne soup and
Faster than. 